Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the East Ridge at Cutler Bay Connections podcast. I'm your host, Christopher McClellan. Our podcast offers the stories of fascinating residents who call East Ridge Cutler Bay home and our terrific team members who are dedicated to improving our residents' lives. To learn more about our life plan community and all of our wonderful amenities, visit us online at eastridge at cutlerbay.com or call us at 305-349-3951 and be sure to subscribe to our East Ridge at Cutler Bay Connections podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. In this episode, meet our resident Flora Mummery. Flora is simply thriving as a volunteer at East Ridge. As a former business owner, Flora has many volunteer opportunities afforded to her as a resident where she can use her talents and skills. And you'll learn how she and her husband made the decision to move to our life plan community, which is valuable information for everyone listening today. So let's enjoy my conversation with Flora and I'll see you on the other side of the podcast. Well, greetings, Flora, and welcome to this episode of the East Ridge at Cutler Bay Connections podcast. It is great to visit with you today. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. You know, one of the things I love about doing these uh, podcasts with the communities is I get the opportunity to meet so many interesting people, and then we find out that we're con- all connected, like you're connected to, to Linda <laughs> and Gary, and and it's kind of like we all know each other, even though... We don't. We do. We do. <laughs> we get to know each other very well. Yeah. And you spend a lot of time volunteering, good, don't you? I do. I very much enjoy it. It's a therapy for me. It gets yeah. me out around people doing things that need to be done with people who are really bright, interesting, and fun. And Eastridge is full of bright and interesting uh, people uh, because I've had the uh, opportunity to visit with a number of the folks there and uh, excited to chat with you. But uh, tell us a little bit more about your, what, what do you like, where do you like to volunteer the most? Is it, can you pin that down? Yes. I like the garden shop. I like to, we do a lot of potting. We do a lot of, uh, reproduction of the plants. We Mm -hmm. trim them, we make them pretty, we sell them, we plant them. And I specialize in butterfly plants because we have lots of butterflies at East Ridge and lots of plants for them to come to. And I've learned so much about them. Uh, We have people here who understand uh, a lot about nature and I've learned a great deal from them. And it's really fun. I used to do my own yard at home. And uh, this is just a continuation. And I get to do it with people who also like to do it. And that uh, that's even more fun because it's, uh, it's almost like doing something that you enjoy and learning at the same time and then having all this different variety that's available to you at, uh, at, at and the, and the benefit to the village because the money that we make in the garden shop goes back into the town council and into town hall, and we do things for the community that are priorities for some of the residents. And that helps everybody as well, which is uh, which is important. But you know, I also know that that you've had a very interesting and distinguished career as well. Would you like to talk a little bit about your career? Well, distinguished 
<clears throat> it's not a use, for term I would use, but it was interesting. <laughs> I spent most of my time in both big store and specialty retailing mm-hmm. with several different opportunities. I had my own bed and bath shop and I had my own dancewear store, which was really the last opportunity that I had to um, to touch people's lives because uh, dancewear is a really personal thing. And uh, we did point shoes. We watched little girls grow up and go from little tutus to big tutus. And it was a very, very fun and fulfilling specialty kind of business. And I had it for 25 years. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So what's the what's the backstory to that business? What attracted you to that? Because you were, as you just described, you were able to see kids from toddlers to, right. to, to as they grew up and watch their talent grow. Was there something that, what attracted you to that business? It was a way for me to earn enough money to put my daughter through college. Okay. It was purely practical. <laughs> I, I was getting married and I didn't want to uh, work for a big company. I wanted mm-hmm. to be my own boss again. Mm-hmm. And so I um, had an opportunity to buy this operation and I did. And it turned out to be a great deal more than I expected. Uh, yes. It was um, it was very, very fulfilling. And uh, I, I put the kid through school. Well, that uh, that's even uh, that's even better on top yeah. of that, that you can do something that you enjoy, help others and exactly and get your daughter through school. And you mentioned exactly. uh, you mentioned your husband uh, that mm-hmm. you and he was a race car driver. Is that what I well, understand? He was a he was a physician okay. uh, who practiced medicine so that he could support his racing habit. <laughs> Somehow that. <laughs> I, <laughs> and he very successfully was a gentleman racer with SECA and, and IMSA and for 45 or 50 years. And it was a passion. Goodness, um, 45, 50 was, years. Yeah. yeah. He was a very successful racer. It wasn't just a weekend thing. He really, really put his heart and soul into it. And uh, I became very enamored with it also. There were a lot of interesting people, a lot of interesting people. I have a lovely picture of him with Paul, with Paul Newman. Oh yeah, now that's that that's something you certainly want to keep as a keepsake. Yes, well, and because Paul wanted to be known as a racer, he didn't want to be known as an actor. As an actor, mm-hmm. so it was the same kind of thing. They, they, well, they had a they had a bond. They, yes, know, <laughs> they also got money from the same sponsors. <laughs> well, that kind of that that helps too. That was a bond, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that happens from time uh-huh. to time. But goodness, were you on the road for the or for um, these races, or how how did that all? I work? didn't. I did, I wasn't able to go to it, all the races, but mm-hmm. every now and then I could take a weekend and go and join him because I was running my own business. Right. He was not on the road during the week. If it was an away race, he would have the transport take the car up and he'd fly up and meet it. But I I enjoyed going to a lot of races. And a lot of them were very hard work. I mean, I can Sebring imagine. and Daytona, the 12-hour and the 24-hour, not, that's not fun for the, for the folks in the pits, but it was his thing. So Very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. And uh, I also understand, now correct me if I'm wrong, that's happened millions of times before, mm-hmm. but you're also involved uh, with the town council. I am. I was invited to begin to participate in a lot of the committees, which I've mm-hmm. done and enjoyed it. I've learned a great deal about how a, a village like this functions. 
And so I sit on the town council and I chair uh, one of the committees, which is a requirement. If you're on the town council, you have you're required to chair a committee. Mm-hmm. And that means that we are very much involved in not advising, but partnering with management. So right. the uh, wishes and the desires and the needs of the residents are fully understood. That's one of the very attractive things at Eastridge is the is, is the residents have a, a do have a voice and yes they do and which makes it uh, even more attractive. That's right, and there is a lot of volunteer going on. Uh, there are a lot of people involved in the volunteer aspects of of East. Everything from helping people get seated in the dining room to passing out information. When we had masks, we would pass out masks several times during the COVID period to make sure that people had fresh masks and they had enough because some of them were not going outside. Lots of feel-good kinds of things. We have pottery groups, so we get, you know, people drag them into a pottery class and they fall in love with doing something like that. And it's it's all about the residents engaging in each other and the socialization that is so important to people of our age. Well, it, socialization is, is so critical, at mm-hmm. really, at, at any time, but more so at these times that we've just experienced this past Absolutely. year with COVID and and now uh, hopefully coming out of that. But to, to find that connection with mm-hmm. with the other residents is very important. Very important. We encourage it a lot. So you were talking about the being on the, uh, the town council. Now, what committee do you chair? Uh, the communications committee which is making sure that the residents have the tools that they need okay. to find out what's going on, mm-hmm. who their neighbors are, how to reach their neighbor, the information that they're getting is correct and timely and of interest. So that everybody is on the same page. That, exactly. That really helps. And you kind of get all the inside information as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell me what is a typical day like for you at Eastridge? Today, for example... From 9 to 11, I worked in the garden shop because okay. we open on Tuesdays from 9 to 11 and worked with customers. We had quite a few. And then I also had promised some furniture to, we also sell furniture that uh, is donated to the thrift. We have a full thrift shop also. We have people from outside who come in and they say, do you have any furniture for sale? And we say, you betcha. And we take them down to the storage facility that we have. Mm-hmm. which is on campus. It's an unused unit at this point. And if they like it, then we arrange for them to either come and pick it up or we offer them options as far as people to hire to come and pick it up. Come and pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I was showing some people for the second time a couple of bookcases that they think they wanted and they took one of them. So uh, that happened right around 11 o'clock. And then this afternoon, I have this meeting, and tomorrow I have two meetings and a, and a luncheon. So it's a busy. It's a busy schedule. It is a busy schedule. And it, it keeps me out of mischief. <laughs> Keep you out of mischief. And away from the refrigerator. <laughs> and her, oh, I was hoping that you would get to that because I did read that comment in one of the articles about you, which was I thought was just... Keeps you out of mischief and out of the refrigerator. That's right. <laughs> Boy, do we have do we have a lot in common? Mm-hmm. But that, I'd be intrigued to know, especially in the thrift store. I'm always fascinated by thrift stores and things that you find at thrift stores. Mm-hmm. What's what's some of the most interesting things that you've sold at the at the thrift store? 
Well, the interesting thing that we have going on right now is we found in hidden away in closets all over campus wall decorations that people have donated. Mm-hmm. And they've got they've been stuck in closets. So we dragged them all out. We have a, a wonderfully artistic lady here who is involved in 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 our lifestyle committee, which is uh, all the activities. And she took one look at them and said, oh, we can sell all that stuff. We'll make it into a show and we'll sell it. So I must have I must have dragged 40, 45 different pieces, wall pieces. And we found some extremely valuable and extremely attractive pieces of art, which we hung in the in the Lifestyle Center. She is a wonderful, wonderful curator of art and is able mm-hmm. to install a show like I haven't seen in a long time. And we sold $4,000 worth of art over the weekend. Oh, that is exciting. I think that's pretty impressive. I think that's very impressive. And I have more that I've got to dig out and see if she can sell. I think oh. I need to get on the, the tri-rail and come on down and check all this out. Yeah, there were some really, really lovely and unusual collections that we had found. And I kept finding a piece here and a piece there. And I said, you know, this all kind of goes together. This is one group. And so we were able to assemble it and put it all together. And Annie did a wonderful job of installing it. And the installation often makes the difference in the art right. world. Right. I think it's, you know, it's it's another example of, as we were talking earlier about isolation, it's another example mm-hmm. where you have the opportunity to just kind of get involved in things yeah. and kind of go with the flow and meet yeah. new people and, and really yep. have a great feeling about what you're doing. We have such a treasure trove of interesting people. You know, everything from pilots to teachers to CEOs to artists to uh, Linda, a, a published author. Yes. Just <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful assortment of people who are fun too, and, and they're lots of they're lots of fun, and, and they like happy hours, so that makes them <laughs> even better. We'll, we'll put an exclamation point on that one, exactly. You. But but I know you've uh, I think you told me earlier that you and your husband moved to Eastridge in March of two thousand and nineteen. Tell us about the process, the decision making process, and the transition it, for the two of you. It was a hard process for him. It was not so hard for me. We had a, a, a lovely home on the water and we enjoyed the water and we enjoyed our life, but his health was deteriorating and my, my I would, as a caregiver, my learning curve was very steep Right. and I realized that going forward, I would not be able to take care of him by myself, mm-hmm. not to mention the fact that I was tired of taking care of a big house. So right. I knew about Eastridge because I had investigated it years ago for my father, uh, which oh. it didn't work out, but okay. I kept kind of an eye on it. And when I got a little closer, I came down and I chatted with the folks here. And as Ray began to understand that this is probably a good thing, not just for me, but for him too, to have a safety right. net, we decided to sell our house and move down here. It was an exciting but demanding period. Right. Uh, and we don't have our children close by. They're sprinkled all over the world. Okay. And so um, it was kind of a, a daunting process, but managed to muddle through it. And the folks here at East Ridge were very accommodating 
and got us into our unit when we needed to be here and made the adaptation to the unit so that it worked perfectly for us. And we had a, a lovely, lovely year until he wasn't here anymore. The staff made the transition easy for you. The staff made it transition easy. And when we had medical needs, the medical needs were met. When the emergency needs were there, the emergency needs were met. And it was extremely comforting. And now I'm just thoroughly enjoying the gardens and the walking and the, and the people and the activities. So uh, it's been a really good decision. It's really nice to hear how in you were able to make the two of you were able to make that decision and mm-hmm. and make the transfer and come mm-hmm. in and and have all that help yes as things in life seem to seem to change from time to yes. time yes they did change they did change but it's it's nice to know that you had that security and comfort Absolutely. there as well and yeah. it was a huge comfort to our because as i say the, the kids are all sprinkled all over the world and right. they're wonderful and they would be here in a heartbeat if if it had been of any help and they were some of them were able to come down and and do various things for me while we were making the move but it was such a comfort to them to know that right. we were someplace safe right very much so what would you say to a couple like yourself who was thinking about making the move and what kind of sage advice would you provide for somebody? I would say come down and spend a day. Just walk around. The sales staff would be most accommodating to let you tour the place, check out the units, the different floor plans, visit in the dining room, visit with some of the of the residents. It's a very open process. And the sales staff is extremely professional and extremely accommodating. I would say, look around because there's no place else like Eastridge. There's no place that has. It's like walking into Fairchild Gardens. I mean, we have oh, wow. we have foliage That's a beautiful here. analogy. Yes. Yeah, we have foliage here that doesn't occur any place other than Fairchild Gardens. We have people here who were docents and, and volunteers at Fairchild, and they, they tell us about what we're doing and right and what we're doing wrong. And there's no other village like this that you can walk out of your door and take a walk in a garden every morning. And there's some peace and tranquility. Oh, yes. To the having that. No- yeah, the only noise we have is peacocks, and you get used to them. <laughs> <laughs> but they're beautiful. <laughs> just don't just don't try to pet them. That's the no. only thing. <laughs> and it's best not to feed them. <laughs> and it's best not to feed them too. <laughs> Goodness, that uh, that is so true. And then the you know the other thing that you didn't mention that I would mention that for anybody coming in, you might be able to sell them a piece of furniture or two. Oh, absolutely. We'd love to do that. <laughs> Goodness. Well, Flora, it is just a delight visiting with you today. I can't thank you, thank you enough for taking the time to, to tell us a little bit about your experience and, and sharing your story with you and your husband. And uh, thank you. I look forward to seeing you real soon. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Finding fulfillment in retirement can be a daunting task for some former business owners, but Flora and her husband, they have found their niche and are thriving at our active community. And if you would like to learn more about our life plan community and all of our wonderful amenities at Eastridge at Cutler Bay, visit us online at Eastridge at Cutler or call us at 305 349 
3951 and be sure to subscribe to our Eastridge at Cutler Bay Connections podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm your host, Christopher McClellan. We'll see you for another episode of our podcast real soon. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye for now.